Welcome home to, to the, the Loving Consciously Podcast. My name is Amaris. And my name is Eric. And if you are like us, nobody, nobody taught, taught you how to love. love. We are best friends and life partners here to vulnerably and authentically share our seven-year journey to unconditional love. Our mission is to help you learn how to love consciously in all of your relationships so we can journey together towards a more effective, intentional, and fulfilling way of giving and receiving love. Loving, Loving Consciously. consciously. Together, we have overcome neurodivergence, mental health, addiction, pregnancy loss, infidelity, and grief. After six years, the lack of knowledge on how to heal or love each other through these challenges led to our separation. After us both spiritually awakening and recommitting, we built our new conscious partnership founded on unconditional love and a commitment to personal growth. Thank you for joining us as we put it all out there to show you the duality of our love's pain and beauty. And remind you that you have both the capacity to love consciously and the power to always, always choose love. Namaste and welcome back to the Loving Consciously podcast. Today we are talking about loving the journey. Our episode today is going to include looking at our journey this past three weeks, working through healing some of our deepest wounds and patterns of our relationship, insights on how you can love your journey of life, looking at our 2024 year from our RV route, to our upcoming ayahuasca ceremony, to guests that are going to be coming on the podcast. And then at the end, we're going to do a little exercise where we have some questions and we encourage you to sit down with your loved one, whoever you're trying to be in conscious partnership with, and review these questions together. Ask each other these questions. Before we get into all of that, I have something that I would like to share. If you are not a listener of my solo podcast, I invite you to go listen to my most recent episode, Reborn, A Search for Truth, where I publicly and formally announced that at the start of this year, I changed my name. And it's something that I have been wanting to do for a really long time. I'm really excited about it. I absolutely love my new name. I wanted to share that with you all. So my new name is Amaris, and... I am absolutely in love with it. I would say that it fits you beautifully. It's amazing to see the growth that you've had over the last year. It's amazing to see you stepping into this new identity and have it reflect the person that you've become. Thank you. I received that love. Before we get into the content for today, we both have really been struggling recording this episode. We both were talking about authenticity and what this podcast is and what the intention of this podcast is. The truth is, this podcast is really difficult for us. We really struggle to record this. That's why these episodes are spaced so far apart. Getting two people energetically aligned in a space where we're both being authentic and we're both present and we're both speaking our truth and feeling into our voice has been really challenging for us. We're two different individuals on two different journeys Part of loving this journey is being honest and authentic with you all about that and how uncomfortable it has been at times to put our relationship out there for the world to see. We said in our intro and we made the intention and the commitment with this podcast that we would bear our souls and show you our beauty and our pain. The authentic reality is these last few weeks have been difficult for us. We can't talk about loving our journey without talking about that. Just wanted to preface before we get into our content today and kind of let you all in and let you see that we do this podcast as an act of service and we do it as an act of love and we do it because while we're not perfect and we're still human and we're still learning in this conscious partnership, we have overcome a lot and most relationships who've been through what we've been through don't survive. We're sitting here trying to show you hope and we're sitting here trying to help you learn how to love yourself, how to love your loved ones, how to love consciously, how to be honest and authentic. I love you. Thank you for coming in and showing and bearing your soul there. It has been a difficult journey. The last year has had lots of ups and lots of downs as patterns resurface and we find ourselves on this journey at different stages, different points. We're finding that at some points you're supporting me, at some points I'm supporting you. Threading the needle to create these episodes for you all, coming together both consciously in this environment, vulnerably and authentically, takes a lot of effort. 
Yeah, and this first subject we have here of healing some of our deepest wounds and patterns, that has been the theme of the last three weeks. From going back home to Arizona and spending a few weeks with family, much of it with your parents, who, as we said in our intro series, we have not had a relationship with our entire seven and a half years. That was kind of the core trauma, the core start of our relationship, and that brought up a lot of old thoughts and wounds to be loved and to be expressed. And while that time with them went incredibly well and we were able to start fostering this healthy relationship and we were able to show up as our loving, authentic selves, it really did bring up a lot in me of those old projections and those old stories that my mind told myself about, you know, you choosing them over me and them hating me or not loving me and this perceived rejection. So again, we see, as you see throughout all of these episodes, this duality of being able to go and show up as our authentic selves and show up with unconditional love, having done incredibly deep healing work and having healthy time with them and providing that healing for them, for us, for the family, and in our relationship, having a lot of these old patterns come up You know, we saw a lot of the, like, people-pleasing patterns in you coming to the surface, and we saw a lot of the running patterns in me coming to the surface. It was interesting to see these old energies resurface, and then having the conscious awareness to be present in the moment and notice them for what they were, and touch them with that awareness, and then release them. And sometimes touching with awareness looked like playing those patterns back out to fruition and being in it and being conscious. Part of the vulnerable share here is acknowledging that we are on the journey. We're on the journey with you. When we come here and when we share, we're by no means saying, we've done the healing work. Look at us. We've healed for the last year. Yes. And that also means the more you heal, the more these patterns start to resurface, the more they start to come up. You know, the universe asks much of you when you start the healing journey to reinforce those neural pathways. Yeah, something you said that stood out to me was us being on this journey with our listeners, and it's so true. Eric tells me all the time, the podcast is our relationship. This podcast is our relationship in digital form, and it's really vulnerable and it's really raw to come on here and share that and share our highs and our lows and everything in between and another thing that came to mind for me was this spiral analogy of when you're on your healing journey you just keep circling back to the same thing deeper with more awareness so if you imagine a spiral kind of spinning down and just getting thinner and thinner but it just kind of keeps going down infinitely you have more awareness and you have more healing and you circle back and that same pattern comes up and it's really easy to get stuck in the, oh, we're here again. Like, I thought we healed this or I thought we overcame this or I thought we were over this. And what you realize is it's just an opportunity to go even deeper, to go even deeper into yourself, to explore it from your new level of awareness. Because Every day we're growing and every day we are becoming more conscious. And so it asks you to keep going into that. Yeah, it it asks you to make a different choice. You know, watching you process some of the stories that the ego was telling you about the relationship and what your relationship was with my parents and how they viewed you and how I in the past had chosen them over you in situations or for me the people pleasing and trying to mediate and make everybody happy you know finding my regulation by regulating other people it's so powerful to watch your partner even if in the situation they're reliving that cycle to then the next day still show up with love it's powerful to watch your partner choose love regardless of what they're going through. When the next day came along, whether I was going through the cycle or you were going through the cycle, we chose to show up with love. We chose to show up to dinner or breakfast or whatever it was after processing all these emotions and show up authentically and choose love. 
you know, when we had this download, when we had this dream of this podcast, it was very clear to us that the only way to do this was authentically and by putting it all out there. And we put it all out there in our intro series. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I really encourage you to do it because it's our souls. It's our souls in those three episodes. And to come on to the internet, to the interwebs, to the world and say, here's our darkest moments has been really challenging. I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to show up today as my authentic self and to show you all where we're at and what we're going through so that you know that you're not alone and you know that anything can be overcome and so that you know that even if you have a back step or even if you replay an old pattern, as long as you have the awareness and you make a different choice and you choose love, that's the win. Which leads us into New Year's. We came back to San Diego and we had had a couple of tough days leading up to New Year's. There was some old patterns that we were still processing through and just really coming off the emotions of that family time and something that I was going through, which you can listen on my solo podcast about my journey with my family, which has been really challenging. Going into New Year's, you know, you were having a really tough time and that whole week leading up, it just, it was, it was rough. I saw us both processing where we had been a year ago. A year ago, we were separated last New Year's and really sitting with how far we've come. That's very humbling and it's just a lot to process. And so going into New Year's Eve, you had kind of started playing out some of your old patterns and I had a moment when I had asked Eric to step outside. We we do something when one of us is spiraling, one of us leaves the trailer, usually you, you go for a walk or something. And I had asked him to step outside. It was like 8.30 at night and I went to bed. I put my earplugs in, I put my eye mask on and I went to bed because that was the only thing that I could do to regulate me and to prevent me from participating in the pattern. And additionally for myself, I really was consciously aware that our actions have energetic signatures and I am making a very conscious effort in my life these last few weeks to communicate to the universe where my intention lies and where my energy lies and going out or staying up playing out old patterns or staying up and going into the new year with negative energy inside of me was not something that I was going to do. And so I just went to bed. There was a huge catalyst for growth in this relationship because at the time I wasn't being conscious or present. I was playing out some old patterns. And so what you did was you controlled the only variable that you could, which is yourself. You chose differently in that moment. And by doing so, it created the space for new pathways to be created. It forced me quite literally to make a different choice because what was I going to do? Wake you up and say, no, continue the pattern with me. Instead, it forced me to stay up and journal and meditate and reflect on the patterns that were resurfacing to touch the thoughts that the ego was presenting as evidence with my conscious awareness and say, is this something that I want to carry on into the new year? You know, something that's coming up for me is this concept of breaking the pattern. And we talk a lot about patterns on this podcast. It's what we've realized is kind of the core essence of conflict in relationships. And this isn't just romantic. This is any relationship. I have been telling several people in my life and several family members who are going through conflict with other family members The only way that you can break the pattern is breaking it for yourself, is removing yourself. When you've been together as long as we have and you have as much wounds and history and love and trauma bonds as we do, that's how we get sucked into those cycles and that's how we get sucked into those patterns and it takes one of us to break it. And sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. This time it just happened to be me. There is no right or wrong, good or bad. There is no bad guy. There just is and we're both just learning as we go on this. And the one thing I would want you to take away from this, like Eric said, is you can only control yourself. And so when you regulate yourself, and even if that means just removing yourself from the situation entirely, that's making a different choice. That is choosing love. I am doing this with someone in my life right now who's not currently able 
to show up and be kind and loving. That requires me to, with love, remove myself. And so sometimes removing yourself or exiting the pattern or refusing to participate is the loving choice. And I think something that we've been reflecting on that got us to this point at the end of last year was this concept of tunnel vision. This whole last year, we were so focused on the inner work and on seeking and pursuing, you know, ascension, enlightenment, healing, whatever, whatever that even means, right? What does it even mean to be fully healed? When you're so constantly focused on the destination and having that tunnel vision and having that outcome happiness, which is placing your happiness in, you know, I'll be happy when you lose sight of the journey. You can't love the journey when you're focused on the destination. It's reminding me to focus on the climb and stop and look around, take more time to integrate these things, appreciate and save space for how far you've come. And that's really what was happening those last two weeks of last year was me sitting in and processing, wow, a year ago we were separated. A year ago was the darkest point of our relationship. I don't even want to speak those things now because that's not where we live and that's not our reality. You can listen to them in our intro, but it was a really, really dark, toxic, damaging time for us. And to be there a year later and to be in such an incredibly positive place and healing this relationship with your parents and having what we have today, that takes time to process and integrate. And so for me, that's something I've been really thinking about is going into 2024, remembering to love the journey, love the now. We only have the present now moment. Yeah, exactly. When we put our happiness on the future or spend too much time reflecting on the past and ruminating on it, we take our time and attention away from the only reality that there is, which is the present moment. You can't make changes in the future. The future doesn't exist. There's only now. You can make changes now. And so when you find yourself in that spiral, how you react, how you show up is so important. And it's important to have grace with yourself, have grace with whoever you're in conscious relationship with. Because as you were saying, reflecting on our last year, the ego has a way of using the catalyst that the universe brings to us as bait for us. It'll throw a hook out and it says, essentially, are you going to identify with this thought again? Let, let's see how much you've healed. Will you, will you give me energy again? When we sit there and reflect, like I did over New Year's, and say, okay, this is where we're at. Is this where I want to continue being? And you have the opportunity in every moment to say, no, I'm going to create a different reality. And then do it. And then follow through. Write it down in your own handwriting. Journal it. Speak it out loud. What is it that you want to create? Who is it that you want to be? And then lean into that. Because that shows the universe, oh, this is what they want. The ego is very sneaky. And it really, really wants your attention. So when you choose differently, you choose not to identify with the thoughts that come up when catalysts arise, your awareness is opened up to the amount of growth that you've had. It allows you to see, oh look, I'm back here in the same situation and I'm choosing differently. That's growth. That is choosing differently for yourself. That's choosing love, which is what we're all about here. Moving into 2024, we have quite the year ahead, and I'm sitting here looking at this plan for the next few months of our life with this RV route and other things going on, and I'm so humbled and grateful at how incredibly beautiful our life is. We will be experiencing visiting some monasteries and meditation temples here in Southern California. We are going to several forests and a couple more national parks, Channel Islands and Death Valley, the two that we missed on our original tour. And then we get back on the road mid-February and we head to Sedona and the Grand Canyon and then probably New Mexico, Utah, Nevada, and making our way back up north. I'm just so grateful for the things that we're getting to experience and want to remind you all again, 
we are loving this journey and I want to remind you and encourage you that you can do anything you put your mind to. Whatever scares you the most, do that. That has been our theme this year. Whatever scares us the most, we just go all in on that. It really does open your life up to beauty. When you are in the same place and the same situation, seeing the same people in the same town 24-7, it doesn't allow a lot of room for new opportunities and there's so much out there in the world waiting to be experienced. I know that we tend to do things to the extreme because we're on this path of rapid growth and following the callings that the universe is giving us. You can still do this. You can do this without selling everything your own and moving into an RV and traveling the country. You can make choices in your life to disrupt your patterns. Go a different route to work tomorrow. Change your morning routine. Go sit in a park for lunch and observe other people. Say hi, be friendly, show love, and watch how the universe responds to you. Everything that you are waiting for to receive in life comes from changing your old patterns and allowing new opportunities to come to you. Absolutely. The next thing we have on here is talking about something we have coming up in a couple of weeks, and we won't get super deep into it because I have a feeling we're probably going to have an entire episode for this. It's around our plant medicine journey. This is really interesting because I think we've lightly touched on a couple of things in this podcast, but we have not gone super deep into this. When we started dating, I had not explored any psychedelics. My relationship with my addiction was very much narcotics and hard drugs. It was a very unhealthy and dark time. Coming into this relationship, I obviously had tried cannabis a few times. It was not something I used regularly. I think I had maybe used it a handful of times in my whole life when I met you. And I hadn't tried anything else. And through our healing journey, we have really found the power of plant medicine. And we have been blessed with the opportunity in two weeks to participate in our first ayahuasca ceremony which is sitting with this sacred medicine and is going to be an incredibly beautiful experience. On our plant medicine journey, we have had the opportunity and the gift to sit with cannabis and LSD and psilocybin and DMT. And now we're adding in kind of this fifth and final big category of, you know, Mother Aya. That's another name for ayahuasca. And I feel excited and humbled and grateful that we're going to get to experience that. And if I'm being authentic here, plant medicine was something I was terrified of. I really did not like my reality and my mind being altered in that way. You know, when you do other substances like some of the drugs that I had done in the past, and I say drugs for those because they were drugs, you are doing it to not feel or to feel more and psychedelics and plant medicine are a completely different ballgame and I was really resistant to them. I was even really resistant to cannabis in the beginning. Doing microdosing therapy with psilocybin and doing some of these things, it has really shown me, oh, these are sacred medicines. These are from the earth, from the universe, from God to help us work through a lot of these things because some of these traumas, for example, some of my childhood traumas are incredibly difficult to face when you are in your normal state. I have no idea what's going to come up for this. We are actually doing one ceremony each on separate days so that we can have individual journeys. We had the opportunity to do it together, but we really felt like having that individual journey was beneficial. I can't wait to come back and share with you all what that experience brings. Plant medicine has been such a gift from God this last year. Coming into this relationship, much like you, I was very resistant to any form of psychedelic, really any form of substance. Which is hilarious because you are definitely more of the plant medicine person than me, and you are definitely the person who I think has connected with that. I've had a lot more fear and resistance in that journey. Yeah, it's it's interesting talking about you know disrupting patterns and facing fears when I sit back and look at my previous self and why I was so resistant to trying these medicines, 
it was because of all the programming I had received beforehand, all of the stories and all of, you know, everything that the media and that has been perpetuated throughout our society, that these medicines are bad and that they will cause you to go insane. And the reality is that they were put on this earth for us to experience and use as tools and do so respectfully. When we treat these medicines with respect, use them with intention, they have the profound capability to allow us to explore deep parts of ourselves that we aren't able to access if we don't know how to get into those states without the medicine. Yeah, for me, whereas yours was a lot of the programming and things that you were told, for me, it was really not trusting myself and not feeling safe in my own mind without these medicines. And so am I going to be safe when I'm in this altered state? Like that was where a lot of my fear came from. And so through my healing journey of learning to love and trust myself, I've really started to see, oh, this is just a really beautiful tool that can help me. A lot of people will say with plant medicines, especially things like ayahuasca and DMT and psilocybin that in one time of sitting with that medicine in one ceremony they do more healing work than they can do in a decade than they can do in a decade of talk therapy. Talk therapy is great it has its place that is scratching the surface of a mile-long wound and these things basically pull you down the entire mile in you know 30 minutes to an hour and then take you down into that and help you disconnect enough from your mind and your ego to get into that healing work. Wherever you are in your journey with plant medicine, if it's not for you, that's completely okay. It is a big part of our story and how we have had so much growth in the past year. I attribute so much of that to plant medicine. And so I encourage you if you're curious or if it speaks to you or if you are wondering about it, do some research. It doesn't hurt to research. Even if you research it and find it's not for you, at least form your own opinions. There is so much incredible research about these medicines that are actually medicines now. Several states have decriminalized them. Several states have legalized them for medicinal therapies. They are changing lives. They are saving lives. I think it's incredibly beautiful that the other day we were sent this opportunity to participate in this right where we're going to be and there just happens to be a few slots open so I can't wait. Getting back into the themes of this year, this year is all about service and work and abundance. Those are the themes of this family this year from building our sanctuary and you building this revolutionary design project that we cannot talk about because of patents and privacy concerns and clients that you're working with and my ministry and writing my book and my search for truth, which I talked a lot about on my podcast and abundance and something that I shared on my podcast and we can talk about here as well is the abundance that we're going to see this year because of the decisions we've been making this past year, because of joining this financial collective and selling our house and in a nutshell, thanks to crypto, we will become millionaires this year and sitting with that reality and the healing work that it takes to heal your relationship with money and heal your relationship with lack and understand that you are of infinite abundance and abundance and wealth is your birthright. Money is not inherently bad. That has been a long journey of healing for us. I hated money a year ago. I've had the opportunity to learn to not only welcome but align with abundance and make aligned choices to create that abundance in my life. Yeah, the relationship with money is something that I feel strongly that our society has had a disconnect with for quite some time. Personally, over the last year, it's been interesting to watch both of us grow from a spiritual perspective and see how that translates into the physical reality and how we approach our businesses, how we approach money, because had we received the abundance that we are receiving this year during our unconscious days, we wouldn't have used it with intention. 
And so by healing ourselves and communicating to the universe, I welcome abundance. I welcome my birthright, not coming from a place of wanting to use that money from a personal benefit, but rather making a contract with God and saying, I'm calling forth this abundance so that I can put it back out into the world so that I can serve. And when we started doing that, almost overnight, clients started coming, abundance started coming in the form of not only just physical wealth that appeared almost out of nowhere, a check here, a refund here, found some money here, a free gift here. It, it's just interesting. Like the universe really just opened up for us because it's like, yes, yes, child, you are walking the path. And when you walk the path, gifts are given because it knows that you are going to give that back. We are channels for the universe's abundance. And so when we accept abundance and we push that abundance back onto the universe, it's like this feedback loop of like, oh yes, it's one of my people. I'm gonna keep giving you stuff so that you can keep giving it away. And in that in turn also feeds you. Absolutely, it's a big year. It's a big year for us and I welcome you again to listen to my podcast where I go into much more detail about my journey. But between both of our businesses, Graceful Shark Design Studio and Loving Consciously, the ministry, the design project, our clients, the sanctuary, my search for truth, my book, this abundance. Wow, it is a big year and we're ready for it because when you walk in alignment and you say, okay, God, source creator, I am in service of you and I am in service of humanity and you do the healing work, you are blessed with the opportunity to show up in incredibly impactful and profound ways. And that takes work. That demands a lot of you. That demands a lot of effort. We have a lot of moving parts right now. There are like six, seven, eight major things going on in our life. And that's been the theme this last week of this new year is, okay, it's time to get aligned and it's time to get organized and it's time to get serious because there's a lot of work to be done here. That level of abundance and that life comes with great responsibility and I welcome that humbly. I'm so excited to see what we create this year together, what we co-create with each other, what we co-create with God, Source, Creator, what we co-create with our clients, what we co-create with the people coming into our life that are going to be a part of this sanctuary. I'm just really excited. Likewise, it's going to be a beautiful year. You know, 2023 was all about looking within, about healing, about internal work. And 2024 is really about diving in and putting physical effort into manifesting everything that was downloaded from 2023. Yeah, I talked about this on my podcast. If you are into numerology, even if you're not, I'll make it really simple 2023 is the year of seven. That's the year of inner work. That's the year of healing. That's the year of growth. It was very much a collective year, as I'm sure you saw in your life and in people around you, of looking inward and of doing that healing work. 2024 is the year of eight. Eight is the year of abundance. It also happens to be my life path number, which means my entire life path is around abundance and career and money and success. And so we're seeing this shift of last year, doing the work, clearing out the gunk, getting rid of the old patterns, finding the self-love, aligning yourself energetically with abundance and with all of these incredible things. And now 2024, the year of eight, is about coming into those things and having those things come to fruition. The last thing we have here for this year is guests on this podcast. We are currently in talks with several people. We will be having our acupuncturist come on our podcast we will be having the person who founded the Breathwork Beats and Breath app that we have been using on our journey come on the podcast. We will be asking your life coach to come on the podcast and a few other people that are big surprises and I can't name names. The theme these next couple of months and moving into this first half of the year is getting some of these really respected and educated and conscious people who have been a part of our journey on here to talk about their craft from inquiry to breath work to conscious partnership to acupuncture to yoga 
all of these things, we're going to have several people coming on here and I'm super excited to be able to co-create that and bring that to you all. It's going to be a fantastic year co-creating this podcast with you, Amaris, and allowing you all to also see and meet some of the people that have played some pretty impactful roles in our journey because we didn't get here alone. Community is so important and who you have in your community is so important as you walk this path of healing. Having conscious people around you, not only to act as a mirror, to reflect back and hold you accountable during your growth, but also to support you in healthy and loving ways is so important. Something so impactful that was said to me I don't even remember when really early on in the start of my journey was find people who have what you want and keep those people around you. If you want wealth, have wealthy people in your circle. If you want consciousness, have conscious people in your circle. We are what we surround ourselves with. Our external reality is a reflection of our internal reality. And so maybe it's a little bit of fake it till you make it. But yeah, community is so important. Are you ready to get into these questions? Yes, I am. Okay. So again, write these down, do this with yourself, journal on them. Eric said earlier in your own handwriting, there is something very spiritual and symbolic about writing things down in your own handwriting. The act of writing solidifies that into your subconscious mind. Same with speaking. We have been on a big journey these last few weeks of really being conscious of our language. Our words create our reality. In the beginning, there was the word. Your word is the only thing that you have. At the end of the day, when you strip everything away, your word is the most sacred and important thing that you were given. And so write these down, speak them aloud, and do them with your loved ones as well. The first question here, we have not rehearsed our answers to this. This is not scripted. We're just going to spit out a question and then we're each going to answer it. What were your biggest accomplishments last year? Wow. That is a big question because so much has been accomplished this last year. The biggest thing is being aware, being aware of negative patterns of previous behaviors, you know, not necessarily saying, oh, I've healed this thing. It doesn't exist anymore. Just being aware of it is a huge win because when we are conscious of our negative patterns, when we're conscious of the things that we are working to change and heal, we now have the power to actually change them. We can't change something that we're not conscious to, that we're not aware of. And so having that awareness has been the biggest gift of this last year. Yeah, it's kind of like if you don't know that you have an illness, you can't work to heal it, right? So awareness is the first step. I love that so much. For me, it's self-love. I look back at myself a year ago. I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. I was about to turn 30 at the start of last year. And just as a woman and as a conscious person and as, you know, the tiny hat, which I talk about in my podcast, it just coming into this place of self-love. That was a long journey last year. There was a lot of trial and error. I changed everything about myself, about my physical appearance, but so much more than that. I changed my internal appearance. I changed my dialogue. I changed the way that I spoke to myself. I started telling myself, you're beautiful. I love you. You are whole and complete. And so for me, the theme of 2023 was absolutely self-love. And I accomplished that. I sit here before you today, even earlier in a meditation I had where I was looking at myself in a mirror and going into the room of my subconscious thoughts about myself. I love myself so much and to be able to say that is just incredible and how comfortable I feel in my own skin and how I've come into this new year and stepped into my new name and owned that and taken that power, it's been really incredible. Yeah, I mean, watching you, the person that you were last year, to the woman that you are now, watching that self-love blossom into this beautiful white flower 
I'm just so grateful to be able to be a witness to that journey. Thank you. I received that. And for you, one of your biggest patterns was denial. The denial ran deep. And to see the awareness, though you may at times find yourself running through these same patterns, you always have the awareness. And even if you don't have the awareness, I hold up that mirror for you and you're very quickly able to be like, oh, yep, here's that thing again. And you sit in inquiry and you sit there and you think about it. And I'm just so proud of you. It's been so incredible to see you exit that really difficult place to exit of denial. Thank you so much. I received that. So on to the second question. What are you most grateful for from last year? That is such a tough question. Everything. (laughs) There are so many things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for community. I'm grateful for the people, the people that were a part of this journey, the people that loved us when we were learning how to love ourselves, the people that held up the mirror and the people that not even just held up the mirror for challenges and growth opportunities, even more than that, the people who held up the mirror for our growth and said, you're doing a great job and I love you and keep going. Definitely community. And the other thing would be experiences. I experienced more life in 2023 than I have pretty much in my entire life. We went to multiple countries. We saw the Northern Lights. We paraglided the Costa Rican jungle. We base jumped off the number one base jumping location in the world. We overcame so many fears and this RV journey and just everything that came of last year. When I think of 2023, it's self-love and community and once-in-a-lifetime experiences. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to experience all that I did last year. Yeah, likewise. I mean, community and the experiences that we've had this last year, there isn't enough gratitude in the world to express for that. For me, and it might sound crazy, but the catalysts, I'm grateful for the growth opportunities that have been presented over the last year, for the universe kind of showing me where in my life I wasn't acting as my highest self because if it wasn't for that suffering, if it wasn't for that mirror being reflected back at me, if it wasn't for essentially creating my patterns to the point where I could no longer deny, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I wouldn't have the awareness that I'm so happy that I have now to grow. This is such an incredible moment and testament to the growth that we've had because a year ago, we were both sitting there crying and complaining and moaning and saying, why me? And I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I don't want this to be happening And now here we are a year later saying we're grateful for the catalyst. We're grateful for the challenges. We're grateful for those difficult moments because they're opportunities for growth. So the last question here, what was the most difficult thing that you overcame last year? So much was overcome last year. The biggest thing that I would say is my mindset. It was coming from a victim mentality mindset of essentially believing that everything was being done to me, that the life that I was living was a result of everything outside of me and that I had no control over it and that I was just suffering and essentially that was pushing me directly into escapism. It was the root of what caused my addiction you know, in overcoming that mindset, it allowed me to stop being in denial. It allowed me to face the reality that I'm in control of my reality and I have the opportunity to choose differently. I get to create something differently, to choose differently. And part of that was choosing not to be an addict anymore, was simply not so simply. It was definitely a a bumpy road with some relapses and some 
spiral action there, but really just recognizing I am an expression of the creator. I have the same power and ability to co-create and change my life. I'm not a victim. And that was the biggest shift. Wow, that is incredibly powerful, y'all. That is, I'm, I'm actually a little bit speechless over here. To sit here a year after I remember you at the end of 2022 going into 2023, you were such a mess. <laughs> you were such a mess. I had made you leave the house. You were in the throes of your addiction. Everything that came out of your mouth was a lie. You were so unhappy. And to see you sit here today and say you overcame that mindset is just, it's so incredible. I'm so grateful to be witnessing that right now. For me, the most difficult challenge I overcame last year was fear. I overcame fear. I went into the start of last year being completely and entirely run by fear. Fear of what other people would think about me. Fear of being alone. Fear of my own mind, hence my staying away from plant medicines. My entire life was run by fear. I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of cold. I was afraid of the open ocean. I was afraid of heights. I was afraid of sharks. I was afraid of trying new things. I was afraid of showing my authentic self. I was afraid of not wearing makeup. Everything in my entire life was plagued by fear. The disease of fear completely ruled my existence. And I went in at the very start of the year, a week into the year, we went on a three-country, three-week trip. And I decided I don't do fear. That was my mantra at the start of last year. And within a month, I overcame my fear of heights, my fear of the dark, my fear of cold. I swam in the open ocean with sharks. I paraglided, I parasailed, I base jumped. I just threw myself almost kind of insanely into my fears. And I created these podcasts and on my podcast, I put my entire vulnerable life story out there for the world to hear. I started to embody the tiny hat. I started to love myself. I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped getting my fake nails done. I chopped off my hair. Like I just did all of these things that I was so afraid to do because I was worried about what other people were going to think. I overcame my fear of being alone. It's really poetic because at the end of 2022, I got a tattoo across my heart that says courage over comfort. That was the start of my journey, December of 2022. I quit my job, my six-figure matrix job, and I got this tattoo. Thank you, Brene Brown. Thank you, that Netflix special, because that was the moment. And I went into 2023 and I said, I don't do fear. And I don't do fear now. And if there's anything that scares me now, I just dive into it headfirst. Oh, I'm afraid of heights? I'm just gonna go jump off of a 480-foot-tall bridge and I'm seeing that manifest right now, too, because if I'm being really honest with myself, there is some resistance in sitting with ayahuasca, and it's something that I have always said I would never do, and you've been a lot more open to. I'm pushing through that, and I'm choosing love, and I'm choosing presence, and I'm choosing consciousness, and so that's the most difficult challenge I overcame last year. The courage that you have shown over the last year in leading this family along its spiritual growth is incredible to see. And I have such immense gratitude for who you have shown up as and who you've encouraged me to be as well. When you have a relationship of two people who at the time aren't conscious, somebody has to wake up first. And that was you in this relationship and your courage and determination to not only jump off the bridge for yourself, but to also encourage me to jump along with you really catapulted us headfirst into the spiritual journey. And so thank you so much for having the courage to do that. I'm realizing now as we're going through this, my mantra, my theme of 2023 was courage over comfort. Courage was my word, authenticity, and I don't do fear. And we just did an exercise in church the other day with a white stone ceremony where we each chose a word that would be our guiding light for 2024. And you chose courage. And I chose truth. 
And so now I'm on this journey for truth and you're on this journey of courage. And it's just really awesome to look back on this. This is the journey, y'all. This is loving the journey. It's messy. It's challenging. It's beautiful. This is the duality of our beauty and pain. This is loving consciously. This is conscious partnership. This is our authentic truth. And we're here sharing this with you to encourage you to do the same. Whatever scares you, do that thing. You can overcome anything. Your life a year from today can be the life of your wildest dreams. We have such an awesome life. We laugh with joy regularly. We will be hiking in some beautiful place with our trailer in the middle of nowhere, off-grid, with everything we own, just so happy, and we just have these moments of, I can't believe this is my life. If you would have told me a year ago when we were going on that trip in the beginning of January, separated, completely in shambles, completely shattered into nothingness and into wiping the slate of, okay, what are we going to do now? that I would be here a year later, I never could have imagined this. And I know in a year, we're going to be making another episode, looking back on 2024, and it's going to be a thousand times bigger and better because we did that work, because we stuck with it. So stick with it. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to take time if you need it. Just keep moving forward. Whatever that looks like for you, just keep moving forward. And most importantly, just choose love. You know, something that's come up recently in signs around us from meditations to a beautiful drawing that our brother made for us this Christmas, it was the line, just keep going, just keep going. There is no wrong way to walk this journey. Whatever you are doing is the right thing for you. If you are one that touches the hot stove, to know that the hot stove is hot, you're preaching to the choir here. That's very much me. That's a valid path. If you're somebody who hears something for the first time and is able to integrate it, congratulations. May you walk your path as well, because that's you, Amaris. You know, if you find yourself in cycles where old patterns are coming up, have grace with yourself. Have grace with your loved ones. And like you said, just choose love and love the journey.